0: What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to an episode here of the podcast version of Palangi Studio of Rock, only on Radio Wigwam. If you want to hear the live versions, make sure you tune in every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 UK. Right now, very honored to have Mr. Matt Walsh here from the singer of My Darkest Days and Three Days Grace. Let's rock with him. What is up, everybody? Palangi Studio of Rock. Welcome, Matt Walst here from My Darkest Days and Three Days Grace. What's going on, man? How you doing out there? Good, man. It's uh, it's been a rainy, crappy kind of week here. It is. We've been having the same weather here, but it's better than snow. You know, because you guys are upstate New York.
1: Okay. So, yeah.
0: Yep. I'm about... uh, seven hours from Toronto, something like that.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't mind the snow. You know, we had a, we had a bunch of snow, uh, like I think a couple of weeks ago or like last week. And like, we had a good, like two, two and a half feet of snow. So I have two snowmobiles, so uh, I go out in it all the time and it, it's fun, but this in-between stuff, it's like slop. So
0: yeah, I was going to ask, I was like, what are you going to do uh, during your spare time? Cause I've seen some videos of you on like four wheelers and stuff like that. Skiing.
1: Yeah. So I, I, live, uh, I live outside of Peterborough, Ontario. I live out in the country. I have a uh, 25 acres, uh, that yeah, lots of four wheeling dirt bikes, snowmobiles. Yeah. I grew up on them, so it's yeah. nice to be able to use them. Do you fix them. them
0: too? Do you work on them?
1: Um, small stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, I can, I can change a spark plug. That's about where my <laughs> My dad's
0: into that. He rebuilds like, you know, dirt bikes and four wheelers and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: I wish I knew more, but like, I wish I knew more, uh, in, uh, in high school, I, I had a choice to go into automotive or, um, what was it? It was, uh, home ec, it was called which yes. is like sewing
0: stomach right though
1: sewing cooking and uh yeah i, I, I like i thought oh well in uh, like automotive it's all gonna be dudes and in home ec <laughs> it's all gonna be girls i'm going in home ec so that's true yeah.
0: that's a smart I guy can, i
1: can sew pretty well so like all the patches and stuff on my jackets and like you know nice. ripped, ripped crotches i can sew them up pretty quick yeah well you on tour you got nobody else so what are you gonna do
0: you know you gotta do it yourself you're like yeah
1: okay yeah when i when i sew stuff and then uh you know then it gets the other uh band members interested they're like oh i need something so too and so yeah do you change patches and
0: stuff you're like i don't want that one anymore yeah yeah it's cool stuff it's um It's it's funny having you on here because I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm telling my friends and stuff. Yeah, I'm interviewing, you know, Matt from Three Days Grace. I'm like, what? What? What are you doing? (laughs) Everyone out there in the network, too, is very excited uh, for for this chat and everyone tuning in. We're on the radio right now. But you can see, obviously, this uh, video version uh, to social media and YouTube and stuff later. So I appreciate it. Shout out to, to our supporters. Uh, we have envious music magazine, Alyssa Ebersold, concert photography and Melissa Harding vocal coach extraordinaire. So if you need reviews and you need band photos and vocal coach stuff, which I was going to talk to you about, make sure you hit them up. I seen a post. Do you work with a vocal coach now?
1: Yeah. Um, there's a guy named Mitch Seekins. He's just in, uh, London, Ontario, just outside of London, Ontario. And I've been doing, uh, vocal lessons with him now uh, i think over five years um since human record so yeah it's been a long time how has that advanced your singing
0: style i know with me it's it was more about uh warming up and warming down
1: which i never knew about like oh you got to do warm-ups after your set too yeah i never do uh warm downs he doesn't really recommend it like it's not like a a big deal but definitely warming up before before the show um and like a little lip trills like when you wake up like i always uh do a little lip trills and like kind of see what i got for the day yeah um but like still like morning is much different than uh evening like it's it's crazy how much your body like can um you know reduce inflammation over uh just a couple hours like yeah do you, yeah. Do you find when you
0: wake up you're like more congested and it kind of goes away and
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: that's that's but, how i am like my voice is really <laughs> bassy now and it'll kind of go away towards the end of the day
1: yeah i'll get more more Hi andy um yeah. yeah i just find uh yeah, like over over the tour, my falsetto will go away completely. But I don't use any of that uh, falsetto, anyways. In like a live show, we don't have anything that's falsetto. Yeah, yeah. It kind of turns into this kind of like instead of a, <laughs> it's good for backup vocals
0: when you're yeah. recording. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was listening to uh uh the mountain and and some other songs off that record and i I could hear some of those backing harmonies and stuff, and I go, he probably doesn't have to sing those live, which we're all like it's kind of a relief right for a singer. It's like, oh, we don't have to do those high parts oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um what I've got a lot of questions, but let's let's go back here. How did you first start singing? what made you uh you know do like rock and hard rock style versus you know country or, or anything
1: um you know like i was a big fan of deftones uh when they released white pony i was a big big fan and like uh, around the fur i was a big fan of that album too and uh, what's the first album adrenaline or is it adrenaline or adrenaline i think, I think so I'm yeah not, i'm like, a fan
0: but i'm not like a huge fan of them
1: yeah, I was a I was a big big fan back in like ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. So even when I was still in high school, uh, we were covering Deftones, and uh, you know, like I I really lo- loved his voice and like on on those records. And uh, you know, I I try to like scream like him, sing like him, and like, <laughs> like he was kind of my, you it know, was kind of my inspiration to kind of start doing it for myself and like start singing and you know like. Some people are are born with a great voice, and then some people can develop a voice, and like, you don't really know until you do it, and like, really start trying to do it, and uh, yeah, just kind of developed it over the years. Yeah,
0: it's something where, uh, it's it's not like mimicking, but it's like, we mimic the people that we like at first. That's how we all start. We're kind of all, I guess, cover song singers, you know, to start with. And it's weird because it's like, well, now what does my voice exactly sound like? And then, well, I can't do that like that guy, so maybe I'll do this and that. Eventually, what makes you you? Yeah,
1: yeah, which is
0: interesting. So you had some high school bands and stuff, and then where did you come up with the name? Did you come up with the name My Darkest Days? Where'd that come from?
1: Yeah, like uh, my guitar player at the time had an MSN sign in that was Darkest Days, and uh, okay. We were we were big fans of um, uh, Stabbing Westward, and they had a record. They had a record called uh, Darkest Days. After uh, the first record was uh, that's the what is it Blister Peel something like that. It was a great record. But anyways, we saw that, and then uh, like I saw that, and I was like, well, what what if it was like my Darkest Days? And like I found on. You know, my darkest days that I wrote the, the best material and it was like kind of, you know, therapy and uh, yeah, that's how we came up with that name. That's awesome. Sometimes it's yeah. random, you know, it's like, I don't know, I've seen it on a pizza box.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. He that drew from from one of their songs and albums and stuff. I They were on, I believe, the Crow 3 soundtrack or something. That's how I found uh-huh. them or Bride of Chucky, one of them. Yeah. So you kind of listen to the same stuff that I did growing up, but like Power Man five thousand and and some yeah. of that kind of style. Yeah. Were you a fan of like the horror movies that had that type of music in there?
1: Um, not so much. Okay. Like not much of a horror. Like like a, my favorite one of my favorite movies is Lost Boys, but uh okay. it's it's not like, you know, over Super the top. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those
0: jump scares in the eighties, you know, they'll get you. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> so from there, um, so I, I, I've heard you guys were still like practicing in, in your basement basically. And then how did you get to where it's like we had we have this cause you guys blew up fast when it when it happened? Cause I remember I seen you I believe it was in the first three weeks or four weeks or something of that first tour. We were like, yeah. who, are, who, are the, who are these guys? And I think yeah. you're, I don't know if you're the first one, but very close to, I was like, why does he have two mics on stage? I think he used, uh, we can talk about that later.
1: Yeah. But. Um. Back in those days, I probably only used one. But yeah, that first tour was with uh, Sick Puppies. And, uh, you know, we blew up quick, but the the time that it took behind that, like, uh, was a long time. Like, yeah. Uh, You know some of those songs i wrote back in like well started the idea back in the early 2000s like 2099 uh uh, it's called save me that's the first song off the record it was uh like i recorded that or made that like in 98 99 uh every lie was around the same time so like old old material but then then you like you take it to like a, a songwriter like chad Kruger and uh he can elaborate on it and i learned a lot from those guys chad Kruger and joey Moy um their production
0: like, techniques
1: are within the songwriting
0: too it's it's interesting you know
1: yeah yeah and both of those dudes are high level uh songwriters at that time and uh just to sit in a room with them and like uh, like and back in the day i i kind of thought about what the song was about but like i just go, rely on feeling and like like okay like this is how this riff makes me feel it makes me feel angry or it makes me feel sad or and then i'd elaborate on that with like sad lyrics and like or uh angry lyrics or you know like yeah putting emotion into it but i never really sat back and was like okay what am i writing about what am i talking about where uh that was the first step to that. When I hung out with Joey and Chad, like we'd focus on what, what the hell we're talking about and not yeah. be vague. Yeah.
0: It's like, what are you trying yeah. to say here? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. yeah, dude, it's a cool line. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's,
1: that's what you're thinking. And yeah, and yeah. So, you know, some, and some musicians get to that point and they're like, no, this is the way it is. This is like, this is my art, man. And yeah. like through with my art. So, you know, at that point, like, I was super cooperative and like listened to everything they had to say because you know here I am just a you know I, I think I was like like 25 or 24 when I started writing with Chad and uh, you know like here I am small town kid like fit 1300 people getting flown out to Vancouver to go hang out with <laughs> Chad Krueger. it was crazy like I still I still remember getting the call from him uh, my brother shot him a demo uh, that we had, and uh, I still remember getting a call like, "Hey, it's Chad Krueger." You, I'm like, "What? Is this a prank call?" You know? Yeah, yeah. No. We want, you can know, you we sing, want. Can you
0: sing like him?
1: <laughs> yeah, come out oh. and out like at the house and write some songs. So it, it was pretty crazy. Like, did you serene.
0: did you run into Daughtry? Cause I think Daughtry kind of wrote some stuff with him too.
1: Um no I was there when they were working with Daughtry though I was hearing the the demos of the songs that they were working with them. and yeah Okay. Yeah and actually uh the second record I was there listening to uh you know the song Cruise by Florida Georgia Line Not the top off my head but I know the band. Song oh, you make me wanna Roll my windows Yeah yeah so I heard that before like the whole world did like it was in demo stages and then it became the biggest country song in the world like that that's what Joey's doing now he now he has like his own record label uh Big Loud uh Mountain I believe it is or and uh he has Morgan Wallen he moved out to Nashville and uh he's just like Ernest Hardy uh Morgan Wallen all that's coming yeah. out of pretty much Joey's record label and pretty crazy stuff yeah do you find that everybody
0: is moving to nashville cuz everybody that i've interviewed they all they're all like
1: going there
0: a lot yeah. of local
1: musicians here that i've worked with they they're all like going there that's the place to be like for songwriting and uh session players and all that um, yeah. it's just central
0: hub for that studio stuff i think it's hard if you're a country artist and you're trying to make it in nashville cuz there's a million of them there oh yeah yeah. So it was like uh, was it um California back in the day when Metallica and Megadeth, you know, yeah. Sunset Strip and all that. There was there was a dime a dozen, you know, glam metal bands and whatever. I'm yeah. sure that was really tough. You know, there was bands that um there was an old documentary I just watched on like it was like a VH one something back in the day, and there's some of these eighties metal bands I've never heard of that were just like poison and stuff, and I go they were just as good, but either the the drugs took them or
1: they just never made a good yeah. decision, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They were, like, labels were signing a lot of, like, artists back then. Like, labels were, b- major labels were, like, throwing money at uh, a lot of artists because, like, you know, the artists that they had that blew up were making so much money back then off yeah. uh, record sales and, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's where, uh, I think you guys got in right at the last minute. Cause the industry changed from 2010 to, to 15, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I, I hear now it's, it's, it is a lot different. They're like, you don't make the eighties money anymore in the nineties. And, and I'm like, nope. well, yeah, you got the streaming and you got, you know, a bunch of other yeah. stuff. A lot of people don't know about it. You know, a lot of people don't talk about that, that side of the industry, but I try to hint on it a little bit
1: yeah like you know if if you can make money from uh creating music and and playing music like i, I no matter how much money that is like I think it's you know uh a uh, you know miracle almost in these days you know yeah
0: to to get paid for your art it's like an artist yeah. you know you sell a painting you just sold one painting so what's next yeah you know what I mean so yeah. is that gonna retain you so um you, you guys, uh, I was going to say uh, just really quick, how did, uh, what's the story behind every lie? Cause I know, now I know it was written, you know, a couple years before.
1: Yeah. Like, um, yeah, you know, back in the day, uh, it's hard to remember like writing that song, uh, <laughs> that's one of my uh, favorites. Yeah. Like it's just about, um, you know uh a girlfriend that's not truthful uh back in those days or or a spe- like somebody that you're you're with and uh yeah like just elaborating on that yeah. okay yeah simple enough right yeah I like it so um
0: I've heard there was you were you guys so you guys were gonna go into a third record and you recorded I think a few demos or something yeah you, you think we were ever gonna hear those flying flying around someday um
1: actually like uh painkiller was one of them that we started uh with mdd and uh actually became the first single with me in the band with three days grace Uh, um you know we 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 changed it up a lot and uh it became what it became but uh yeah it was originally going to be an mdd tune before the whole blow up happened and yeah wow that's cool
0: though that yeah you, could, you know i was gonna say is listening to your first two records especially the second record i can hear that in the in the three days grace stuff now yeah. it changed yeah. three days grace style from especially from what adam did to this and i i can hear it and i was like there's little nuances it said not just your voice but in the music and stuff too that had come over
1: well, and like the last record with Adam was, uh, Transitive Enus and they were using like a lot of keyboards and stuff and on that record. So, um, I, I don't feel like human had a lot of like, you know, keyboards only a little bit, but, uh, definitely we started bringing it in more into, uh, you know, outsider and especially the last record. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it, uh, we all bring a different thing to the table and styles and, uh, you know, there's songs that we have recorded with Three Days Grace and like started that uh, were just like way to my darkest days and like uh, uh, you know they're just <laughs> chilling. But you yeah. know, there's. Sorry, oh, go, ahead.
0: go ahead. I was gonna say, do you ever you ever get where um, you like you're writing a song? You're like, I'm ripping off my own song right now. Like it's almost the same thing.
1: Yeah, we call that style. Yeah. Okay. We, you know, okay. Like it can, it can happen. Yeah. For sure like my riffs uh a lot of my riffs are are very similar and uh yeah it's it's hard to not be yourself you know do you play guitar on on the records too
0: ever or you just no, write write like, with guitar
1: no i just write with guitar usually uh with three days grace i i did play a bit on my darkest days stuff but uh you know like uh, I, uh, I, I'm i like a nail at guitar, like I made up my own way of kind of playing and, and drop tuning and like, you know, I'm not the greatest guitar player. So, uh, you know, and, and that's another thing with when, when you when you're like uh, recording records with like, you know, people that are uh, experienced and stuff like that was one thing, too. I was like, oh, am I, I'm i going to play all the guitar and stuff and like, <laughs> you have to realize that there's somebody who can play the guitar, like, like 10 times better. And like, you know, yeah,
0: or just, get- just the idea in your head. You're like, this guy puts it down.
1: You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's like a wicked guitar player. So back in those days, I'd like, he would, he would play a lot of the guitars on the records. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I was, um, I mean, your guys, uh, the both bands, like the production and stuff is, is, uh, they're, they're obviously when we folks like when we record we add more than one guitar obviously when you guys play out you have one guitarist and yeah. with a lot of stuff i do hear a few guitar riffs and stuff i was gonna say that might must be a little challenging sometimes with with one guitar Yeah, um, and and but you guys sound
1: you know so big yeah you, could, you and like barry stark is like an awesome guitar player so uh you know with three days grace you, it's always like held down very well uh in the guitar section by barry yeah so,
0: did you guys yeah. use a click uh for my
1: darkest days yeah yeah we ran yeah. to
0: click stuff. yeah back yeah. then they were like it, the people thought you're like used a click you know what i mean like it was bad
1: yeah <laughs> no like and, and that's one thing, like, when you start out, uh, like, jamming and stuff, you never use click. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, I remember, like, when I first started playing in a band, like, I just tuned to the bass player. I'd be like, okay, hit your, uh, like, first note, the second yes. note, tune to him, and we wouldn't even know what, what ha- like, we were probably halfway between a note, <laughs> you know? But, yeah back then you don't know so like once we started like okay tuner uh, always be in tune uh and then click always be on time uh uh, you know your drummer has to be able to play the click like and uh once we start those in place then it started bringing the level up and uh you know but like when you start out you're like yeah what do do you need that for
0: (laughs) do you use the click in your in-ears because i know you use in-ears but
1: yeah, I have a bit in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it definitely helps with with time and where you're landing and stuff. Uh, a lot of singers won't use, won't have any click, but I like to to know where I am in the time. Yeah. It it must be so because I sing and
0: play guitar, and I'm always like, it must be so nice, not to worry about the dang guitar and just worry about your vocal, and you can move around and. You yeah. Know, that that must be more freeing because i'm like you know you figure literally like when you play guitar you can't do as much and you you know what i mean you got this thing and you gotta you get the parts and you can't screw that up and yeah yeah it, it's um so i was gonna say uh, has your mic choice changed i like to talk about music gear too So the mic choice from, you know, My Darkest Days to Three Days Grace, is there a certain brand you always go with? And I know Um, you use that classic mic now, which is cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's usually, that's just, uh, like, he puts, like, effect on that out front. Uh, I used to have a bullet mic, and now we use, I have it somewhere, or no, I brought it in. All right, right. Yeah, now we use an old school mic uh for the for the bullet mic and uh I, I've always been on Sennheiser mics. Uh we got okay. a pack My Darkest Days, we got a pack of Sennheisers uh for the whole the uh, whole band and uh drums and stuff. So and then in uh, Three Days Grace, it's just a, a wireless Sennheiser. Stepped it up, no more chords, which was yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Some guys they love the chord. They love it, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, uh, I think, uh, I saw, uh, is it Ronnie Radke? Uh, he, he plays in, uh, is it yeah. falling in the Yeah. Yeah. I think I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. So I saw him play back in like 2011 or something like that. And, uh, he, he uses a chord and that dude like could fling a mic out halfway across the crowd <laughs> and pull it right back into his hand. And I was like, Oh my God, that is super cool. Like, yeah, I knew I couldn't do that, but it must have like taken some some practice and stuff. And I'm sure a few people got hit in the face over the years. But and a lot of mics because it, it gets weak after a while. Yeah, yeah. But to see it, it was it was all duct taped and shit on oh, there. Okay, oh, okay. But like to see it, like it was nuts. I, like I was like, how is he doing that? Like it was straight <laughs> line out, straight line back, right to his hand. I
0: was like, can you wow. imagine the audience goes. Lol! He, he captures that by throwing the mic at him and then yeah. throwing it back, timing yeah. that. <laughs> Pretty simple. as the feedback comes out of the the monitors. Yeah. <laughs> so you've uh, like for people that you know necessarily have never stepped on a stage, what what's it like playing a? huge outdoor arena gig where there's like thirty thousand people and then going to a club where there's like a thousand people like do you view the gig differently is there certain things that you worry about like as a musician you know um
1: uh, no like i find uh you know they're both awesome um but I treat it the same every show. Like I'm going to do the, the, the same level of intensity and give it the same. I give it all that, that I have left or all I can give, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I find it in like the 30,000 people ones, like it feels like a surreal moment. Like I played uh, in 2013 when I first joined the band, uh, we played uh rock on the range, which is a massive festival. Yeah. And, uh, I remember that. We had like, we had pyro and uh, it was just crazy. It was the first one that I was like, okay, this is nuts. And I felt like, is this really happening right now? Like the crowd was just insane, like amount of people and like, they're like mosh pits everywhere, uh, crowd surfing. It was kind of, like, we never, we, we would play for like, we played a few shows for a lot of people in my darkest days, but not, nothing like that ever. And like the crowd, it's just nuts. Like those songs, like, like, you know, animal playing animal to like a crowd like that. It was just like, they, they, it was crowd surfing and just nuts, you know, <laughs> so, I'm like, this is wicked.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of the audiences are, are, let's say not created equal. You, you never know what you're going to get. Yes, yeah. which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, but um, we, we just uh, we played Europe uh, a couple of months back, and we played Scotland. I think it was on a Saturday night too, and it was absolutely crazy. Everybody like was hammered and just having a great time, and like between between songs, they were chanting "Here we, here we, here we f and go." I don't know for it. <laughs> But like, like they were so into it, it felt like a, like a sports event, like or like some kind of crazy soccer event that was just like out of control. Yeah,
0: is there different countries do different things? Because I never even thought about that.
1: Yeah, like uh, that's a, that's a big one there, uh, they, like the chant. And uh, in Argentina, uh, they sing a lot of the the guitar riffs. So like in Animal, like da da-da, da 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 da. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's cool. The whole crowd is singing like the guitar riff, which is really cool. It's like way different.
0: Yeah. That must be surreal. Because then it's like, and then it gets so loud. You ever find, well, you have in-ears, but it would get so loud that it's like a a part of, it helps a part of the music. You know what I mean? It's almost like in the recording now.
1: Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. It's it's It's
0: almost like your own string department, sort of. Hell yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. What kind of guitars you got behind there?
1: Um right now I have uh I got an Ibanez I just got given to me for my birthday, which is pretty cool. My nice. buddy Marco gave it to me. Here, I'll show you.
0: Yeah, as I was just say happy birthday cuz I know that
1: was the other day. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. So I got this given to me for my birthday here. It's an Ibanez.
0: Nice. Everyone in the <laughs> audio world's a white Ibanez guitar here.
1: Yeah. And then I just uh I just got with Schecter guitars and they sent me a few Schecters that are pretty wicked.
0: I was going to say I love that color on that, that gray black kind of. Yeah, and the back is like su- like super cool too. Oh, that's cool. Do you have yeah. the, is that the numbers from 3 Days Grace on the on the neck?
1: Uh, I think it it is numbers. Oh, okay yeah that's cool yeah i i look forward to to playing these on stage i was uh i was just with gretch i i played gretch baritones yeah those are cool yeah you like the grid
0: you know the long bridges in the back yeah 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 i couldn't ever find strings for them <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> it's so damn long yeah <laughs> I had um, I'm a, I'm a ESP guy. I had an ESP baritone for a while. Now I just I use the 1000s with the EverTune bridge, which is kind of okay. cool. Yeah, um, it's nice to do it on like the E and the A string, and then you don't do it for the high ones because it's such a weird feeling of like I'm bending the string. I know I'm bending the string, and it's not doing anything different. It's just going. Yeah, oh, okay. eh, you know what I mean. Wow weird feeling but it, it yeah. it's it's very nice for recording so you set it and then you don't have to worry about tuning it eight times in between songs
1: yeah that's nice
0: but, yeah um i don't know if you ever use dsp i do have a schecter uh somebody traded me a guitar or i traded a guitar head for a schecter guitar and i was surprised how much i liked it
1: yeah yeah i've had a few schecters over the years and i was like like the, them and Ibanez, like just like the, the guitars, like you find the right ones, uh, right style, and they just like will never go out of out of tune. You can yeah. drop the, leave them in the cold, and they like you pick it up. Like I, I've picked up uh, Ibanez that's been sitting for like you know forever and played it, and it was like it's still in tune. <laughs> like, how, <laughs> possible, nice. Yeah. Is yeah. there
0: any advice to give? I, I guess new singers, people that. wanting to get into bands and 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 learning guitar anything any advice that you would give them
1: oh just create whatever you want to do just have fun with it and uh find people that you get along with and uh have the same drive as you if you really really want to do it for a living uh you have to find the right people that really want to want to do it you know um I lived in a a live-in rehearsal spot for, I think, about five or six years. uh, When I was 22 to, yeah, 28. So, yeah, like this place was, uh, you know, maybe 500 square feet with uh, two bedrooms off of it. Didn't have a window, had a skylight. (laughs) built inside. Uh I don't think they have as many as as they used to uh in Toronto where where we moved to. But they, back in the day they had like live in rehearsal spots so you lived where you jammed and Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, why not, right? You just wake up and roll out of bed and grab your guitar and and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Back in those days I was waking up at like 2:30 in the afternoon and then you know, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes all day and then jamming. <laughs> Jam at eight o'clock, <laughs> and oh, for four hours, and that that was your that was your day. Yeah. How does that work with singing?
0: Does that does that affect your voice? Smoking or?
1: uh I'd say so, but you know, like it, it, it's like it can add some rasp and stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back in the day, before like if we wanted a gritty vocal, uh, you know, on a on a song uh I, d- I drink a can of a coke and it will like i don't know like what it does it you know make you sing a little bit growlier Maybe or, the carbonation and uh, the syrup or something yeah
0: reba does a little bit of dr pepper with like pringles yeah. or something which is oh, interesting
1: yeah the Pringles <laughs> some people will eat like uh, uh regular chips with like because the salt will helps i guess or something the salt and also the the oil that's in the chip like um coach yeah like i i know that chad i've only done it a few times but like like take like a little shot of olive oil or like of oil Ooh. Ooh. and it will like like coat kind of coat your throat yeah but but it like yeah it can have some backfiring going on there
0: <laughs> you, you said chad know. does that from from nickelback
1: Yeah, like he used to make a mixture of like, I think, like gummy bears, melted gummy bears and a little bit of oil. Oh, (laughs) I guess the gummy bear will help your throat. Yeah,
0: I've heard everything now. Melt your gummy bears, folks. I'm not going to try it, but you should try it.
1: (laughs) When I start getting real, like real raspy and like like my throat is getting pretty, pretty thrashed, I'll... uh, I got throat coat and, yeah. uh, the tea, honey, and then, um, oh, what is it? Uh, cayenne pepper. So you uh, put a little pepper in the, in the drink and it actually has inflammation, uh, stuff in the cayenne pepper. Oh, okay. I, I find it helps. Yeah.
0: you ever do uh, clove or anything like that? Like any different spices? No. no, I'll, I'll take green tea, mint tea and add some clove and a little bit of ginger. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mint. I like, cause I have asthma. So that's like my troubles. I'm like, man, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, I just can't really sing right because of my asthma. And I'm like, mint helps a lot. You know what I mean? But yep. tea is good. Um, what do you do for like when, before you go on stage, you do, uh, like we're talking vocal warm ups?
1: Yeah, I do about like like 10, 12 minutes of like, uh, you know, uh, lip trills and uh, a few scales and stuff. And uh, yeah, and then I have a few drinks and get on stage. (laughs) Do you ever
0: do any like, um, I kind of hum, like do you do hums or like to lower, like your lower part of your voice or?
1: Um, No, mostly just lip trills and uh, no humming. No, no, no. My. um.
0: I actually take lessons with with Melissa Harding, the vocal coach, and she. Uh, we did this new one where you blow into this, uh, you know, plastic bottle with water, uh-huh. and and you try to you know sing and make notes and do st- scales and stuff. And I go, I like this more than I like warming up. <laughs> well, really yeah, neat. that
1: would that would definitely help your uh, your. Uh, like what am I looking for? It would definitely help, like the you keep notes longer and stuff. Like, uh yeah, long you know health I, and the pressure. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, I find like it's funny. Like, I got a little boy, and like I, I, I'll like just hold a note forever with him, and like, and then I'll be like, how come I can do this? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's why because I do it all the time. But like, <laughs> I, like I, I can hold like the same note for like couple minutes just like without taking a breath you must be a good swimmer then
0: yeah yeah i used to be yeah 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 Yeah. a lot of swimmers are like that i found out the chlorine got me a little bit but i used to to love it they they wanted me on the swimming team and i'm like can't do it man chlorine just dries the hell out of me yeah can't do it but it helps i mean especially if that's a good warm-up in itself for for singers is swimming yeah yeah and you know it works every part of your body because you're like, I'm not used to this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The first shows every every tour, it's like, oh geez, I gotta like start start getting my shit together because like this is hard, you know. Do you know, like a month
0: before, like I gotta get into that mode, you know? What oh I mean?
1: yeah. I'll, uh you know i i'll sit here in the studio and uh the sing the set over and over before uh, before a tour and just get used to used to it again like and i find when i start like it's like oh, like how did i do this again cuz it's it's a lot of breath placement um you know where 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 you can breathe like you think about it when you're here like actually doing it and then it just becomes natural uh, after a while like oh, okay yeah i take a breath in this part to be able to hit this part and uh yep. yep you know i don't hit this part so much so hard to be able to do this part and uh repetition yeah too. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: It becomes so what, much- um, i was gonna ask you be before we uh head off here is uh what's the story behind a scar is born
1: Uh, is kind of about like, you know, uh, remembering that time that, you know, you you went through some, some shit in your life and, uh, you know, uh, going back to that place and, uh, you know, just remembering how, how hard it was to get through it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like after you've been through something, uh, traumatic, you know, you, you, you try to get past it and get, get on top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I, I I hear a lot of that in your in your music and uh with souvenirs too, which is which is a cool tune. It's a different style for, for you guys, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I like that song a lot. You know, we we got to use uh, you know, some different stuff. Like I love vocoders and like all sorts of like vocal effects kind of stuff. And so to yeah. be able to a song like that and have have some vocoder and some cool like vocals that are like carrying on and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was o- always love vocal effects. I love them.
0: Do you? Was the goal? Because when I listen to the new record, I feel like because you're singing about you know explosions and space and stars. I almost feel like if you had recorded the vocals like in outer space, like there's some parts where I think you were going with that feeling of either the vocal effect or
1: yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like uh, the guy that we uh, co-wrote a few of th- these songs with, his name is Ted Bruner, uh, and uh, I've been writing with Ted since uh, we co-wrote Porn Star Dancing together, uh, we co-wrote a bunch of My Darkest Days stuff together, and then uh, we co-wrote uh, Fallen Angel with him too, but uh, this record, yeah, we co- co-wrote with him a lot, and uh, he's, he's all about like, you know, space and, uh, he's always looking up NASA and, uh, you know, and, and he, he's got a thing like, you know, he's been through a lot of shit. Like he lost his mom in a car accident when he was 13. Um, so he's been through a lot. He lost both of his parents when he was in, in his teens. So, uh, for him, I I think, you know, when, when shit gets really like, you know, tough and, uh, you just got to take a look at what we actually are and pull back for a second. And and like, like if you really think about the size of the universe and like the size of like this never ending space that we're (laughs) out now, um yeah it definitely brings uh perspective into uh how big your uh life is and how big your problem it might seem like a big ass problem at the time but it's actually very small in 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 the whole scale of the universe and who we are and yeah yeah, he's he's really good at that and uh he's really into space so it kind of rubbed off on the songs for sure it's
0: it's cool it's definitely different a different vibe and um who produced that record? Was it Howard Benson? Yeah, Howard Benson. Uh, yeah, and us. Yeah, I was gonna say um, your drummer and Howard have a label really quick with Judge and Jury that I follow, and I'm like, he's doing some pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love working with Howard, and uh, he's just so good with vocals and like finding harmonies, and uh, you know, it, it's it's a really uh, it's a good experience working with him. Like it makes you feel good. So he's like one of the if he ever listens to this, uh, one of the top five
0: Howard <laughs> rock producers out there. I know I think- um, Brian worked with him from Daughtry, and he said he was he was really awesome too. And uh, I know some drummers that tracked some stuff with him. And um, I, I don't know. Like his style is is uh, I don't know how to explain it. Because you have Crystal Lord Algae, you know I get into a lot of the audio and the gear tech talk and stuff too. But um, it's uh, they created, I think, what we kind of hear rock nowadays. For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Even even though you guys come from all different styles and you have different songs, um, it's 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 hard to say out there when uh, that. You know, a few producers actually made that helped that style,
1: yeah. let's say. Yeah. I think he, he was actually one of the first guys to use auto-tune in rock music. Um, I forget what band he used it with first, but he was one of like the pioneers. Like nobody used any autotune or like any kind of uh pitch correction in uh rock music, and then he kind of started Doing that, like pop pop was already using it and stuff uh yeah back then but then he was like kind of the first rock producer to be like okay yeah i'm gonna start tuning vocals and uh yeah yeah the way he mixes drums
0: and stuff too there's a signature there i've noticed because i've listened to a lot of his records and i was like the way he mixes the the drums and the guitars especially the drums is is a certain way certain
1: style he likes Yeah, he's definitely a uh, very intelligent guy. Like, he went from uh, being an aerospace engineer to to switching over in. (laughs) Wow. He's probably real,
0: real technical. He can get in where he blows your mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, at his house, he has like, uh, a workstation where he takes like old school ana- analog ke- uh, keyboards from back in the day and can open them up and all the soldering he like solders all the stuff back together and like knows all that stuff inside those keyboards, which is pretty crazy. Wow.
0: I don't know anything yeah. about that, but that, that takes that's a talent in itself, man.
1: No, all I know is tie the strings together with duct tape. That's my <laughs> <laughs> Just tie the wire together, duct tape. There you go. Just bang it like in the old days.
0: That'll eh, work. Making the screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I appreciate you coming on here. I, um, this this is a lot of fun, and I, I do have a lot more questions and stuff. But um, maybe maybe well, for uh, another time. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> So, what do you? Uh, what's your plans coming up here, really quick? And um, any, uh, maybe a new single or something? You know, who knows? Um, new music. We're thinking.
1: Um, we have uh, we have a tour that's uh in the books. It hasn't been announced yet. It's a pretty big one cool. that we're looking to. Uh, hopefully, I think it's coming up April ish. Um, and then I believe in June we're going back over to uh, Europe. And, uh, yeah, a lot more shows and yeah, you know, like we, we've already started writing for the next record. Um, we, we take no time off really. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we love writing and, and touring. So yeah.
0: Might as well. I mean, if you're, if you're in the creative mood and you're like, guys, we're just keep coming up with stuff, you might as well do yeah. it. Cause there, there might be a time where you do hit a little low and you're like, ah, pff, I don't know. You know, yeah then you got that stuff to draw from to to make you more creative exactly uh, but yeah your um your drummer's really involved too with with the whole creative process because i started watching a lot more interviews with him too and i go i
1: i didn't really know that you know yeah as, yeah. as much he's, he's super talented like he can play every instrument you put in front of him um he, he's really good with lyrics um yeah. Like my, 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 my thing is like melody. Like I can, uh, I I like making melodies and like uh, yeah. create and like, I can mumble some stuff and he can hear like kind of lyrics in it and like, kind, like, Oh, that kind of sounds like that. And like, it will put him onto uh you know, like, Oh, that, that like just writing the lyrics out and then like we perfect them as a band and, and go through it. So yeah, like, you know, Neil, Neil is definitely a very, very talented guy. And uh, yeah, we're, we're lucky to have him. It's awesome. I know um,
0: the first, especially the, when I heard the first two Three, uh, three Days Grace records, I listened to the drums and some stuff on the third one, too. And I'm like, some of these beats on here, I'm like, how the hell do you play them? I mean, they're, they're yeah. not speed metal. But they're the pockets that he hits. Some of the beats, I'm like, he's doing like backward beats, and he's doing this, and I'm like, yeah. Is some of the songs, I I can't
1: I can't figure out on drums. <laughs> uh, yeah, like naturally, like just a great drummer. Like like I don't think he like he doesn't spend a shit ton of time like a, a lot of drummers out there that are like you know like Daniel Adair from uh, Nickelback. He's like known as like one of the best drummers out there he'll spend so much time like time playing drums but neil neil's so like talented in other places where like, likes like songwriting or like making riffs and making keyboard parts and like yeah he, he's like he'll spend time on that too but uh you know, he naturally just jumps on the drums and he's right back to where he was. It's pretty crazy. That's cool. I might have to have a producer chat with him someday. That's probably why he he's
0: in that producer role now because he does. Yeah, and he's so creative.
1: Oh yeah, he'd have a lot more insight into like you know gear and stuff like that for the recording cool. parts. <laughs> I like I like gear talk. I, tr- yeah. I
0: try to, I try to. I'm like everyone's like, well, what are you going to do when you start to interview people? I go, well, I'm not going to be. I'm just going to have a chat with him. And I'm like, I'm gonna talk gear, and it's not gonna be like, "Where did you grow up?" and "What you know?" Like, you've probably done those interviews where they ask you just those same questions that are like droney. You know what I mean? And it's like, not to knock FM, but uh, you know, you only have so much time, so they have like a couple questions, and then it's like,
1: yeah, and and for you, you're you're a musician as well, so you know like what kind of stuff you you use and like uh you know you know the gear whereas like you know some people don't really know uh you know yeah gear stuff like that What's what's tuning your guitar
0: i have no idea should you ever tune your guitar yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh boy well thanks everybody for tuning in this is playing studio of rock only here on radio wigwam you guys will hear some you know reruns of this eventually it'll be on Cloud, and make sure you head over to our youtube page all right and uh it will be on the facebook's pretty much everywhere it'll be all over you'll you'll find um pockets that'll be like frank just uploaded this and they uploaded that and it goes there so we appreciate you guys tuning in here and we have some other exciting interviews coming up we have wes from puddle of mud for february coming up so that'll be cool that'll be a cool one Matt, man, thanks so much. My darkest days, three days grace. Um, I'm going to have to just chat with you for a few minutes here afterwards, but uh, this, this is awesome, man. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks. thanks for your Let's time and, and everything. Let's do it again. I will. We got to get your drummer on board here. We'll talk some more gear, gear stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Thanks very much.
1: Matt, any last words? Oh, just uh, thanks for all the support. Thanks for having me on, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, man. See you later, guys.
0: What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the podcast version here of Palangi Studio of Rock, only on Radio Wigwam. Catch the live shows every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 UK. Chime in on our social medias and make sure you see any of these video repeat podcasts on YouTube and go to frankplangy.com. Appreciate it. Hopefully you guys come back and I will see you soon.